I would like to start this episode with an acknowledgement of country. Today we acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land on which we gather today and pay our respects to the elders past and present. I extend that respect to Aboriginal Torres Strait Islanders peoples here today. Hey there folks, welcome back to another episode of Historical Talk. I'm your host, Michael, and today with me is my co-host, Stephen. Hey everyone. Today, we're diving deep into the fascinating world of Aboriginal house building and architecture, where innovation meets nature to conquer some of the harshest weather conditions. That's right, Stephen. Australia is known for its diverse landscapes and climates, and Aboriginal communities have developed unique architectural solutions to thrive in these conditions for thousands of years. But before we get into that exciting topic, a message from our sponsor. Are you tired of having poor signal? and disconnected calls when you're in the outback, trying to message your friends or call your family? Well, you don't have to deal with poor phone signal anymore. With Telstra's new long-distance phone plan, you can call your family members or message your friends from all over Australia without dealing with bad signal. Go to www.telstra.com.au for more information. Now, back to the podcast. Let's start at the beginning. Michael, can you give us a little bit of history on the traditional Aboriginal housing? Of course. Traditional Aboriginal houses were diverse, reflecting the cultures and environments across Australia. In these regions, such as the deserts, people built what's known as wilchas, or humpies. These were temporary dome-shaped shelters made from branches, leaves, and sometimes even animal skins. They were easy to construct and provided protection from the scorching sun. So, it's all about adaptability, isn't it? Absolutely. Aboriginal architecture has always been closely linked to the environment. Structures were designed to blend in and take advantage of local materials, ensuring they could withstand the elements. And let's not forget about the Kulmon. These were essential for food storage and preparation. They were carved out of a single piece of wood and could hold water, making them incredibly versatile. Right on, Stephen. It's incredible how these designs were not only functional, but also sustainable, respecting the land that they were built upon. And even today, there's still a bit of interest in these traditional designs, incorporating their principles into modern sustainable architecture. That's true. Architects are now studying these ancient techniques to create buildings that are not only environmentally friendly, but also pay homage to the rich cultural heritage of Aboriginal Australians. Given Australia's scorching temperatures, Keeping cool was essential. Many traditional Aboriginal homes incorporated incredibly smart designs for the time. For instance, the conical shape of the whirly helped with air circulation, keeping the interior cooler. Some Aboriginal communities practice seasonal migration, moving between different locations throughout the year. Their housing had to be easily assembled and disassembled, allowing them to follow the food sources and weather patterns. The choice between temporary and permanent housing depended on the specific needs of the community. In some cases, temporary shelters were used during hunting trips or ceremonies, while permanent structures were built for more long-term housing. What are Aboriginal mounds? Aboriginal mounds are places where Aboriginal people lived over long periods of time. Mounds often contain charcoal, burnt clay, or stone. Where are they found? usually near rivers, lakes, 
or even swamps, but occasionally some distance from water. Mounds often occur on floodplains and the banks of watercourses. They are also found on dunes and sometimes among rock outcrops, which are on higher ground. What do you do if you find a mound? Check whether the mound has the typical characteristics of an Aboriginal mound. If it does, record its location and write a brief description of its condition. Know whether it is under threat or disturbance. If it is under threat or disturbance, you should report to the state relations. What produced Aboriginal mounds? Aboriginal people often cooked their food in earth ovens. To do this, they heated stones or burnt clay lumps and placed them in a pit. The food was placed on top of the heat retainers and the pit was filled in. Once the food was cooked, it was removed and all the cooking debris such as stone, clay and ash was swept out. Over time, the debris from cooking and other domestic activities combined with natural sediments to form a mound. The story of Aboriginal house building and architecture is a testament to the enduring wisdom of a culture deeply intertwined with the land. As we continue to learn from the past, we honour our legacy of adaptation, sustainability and respect for the natural world. Well folks, Sally, that's all the time we have for today. We hope you've enjoyed this deep dive into Aboriginal house building and architecture. Thanks for tuning in, and remember, whether it's a wheelchair or a modern eco-friendly design, these structures are a testament to human ingenuity and the deep connection between people and their environment. Catch you next time on another episode of Historical Talk. Until then, stay curious.